0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the eighth episode of the fortune light destiny podcast tonight we are going to be doing something a little different we're going to be calling these new light plus it's going to be a little different take we're not going to spend most of our time talking about destiny we're actually going to branch off and and talk about other interests of ours and and just have some fun with it because we we really do spend a lot of time together and we do enjoy banter back and forth so we we hope you guys enjoy it just as much as we do so we're gonna we're gonna try something different tonight.
1: the light lives in all places In all things, you can block it, even try to trap it, but the light always finds its way. Because we are forged in light. Hello. How's it going? Hi. Hello. What are we doing? (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, so, like, I, I know we, we talked about Starfield a little bit in the last game, but or the last uh, podcast, mm-hmm. but um, I, I read that only 10% of the planets are actually going to have, like, NPCs and shit to do on it, which is kind of, everything else is going to be procedurally generated, which is kind of...
1: I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> oh, it won't. I think I'm okay with I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, you got to look at it this way. No one has visited every planet in No Man's Sky, and that game has, supposedly to this point, unless maybe somebody has, and I don't I, I don't know, I haven't kept up with like gaming news of that game. I love No Man's Sky, don't get me wrong, but has everyone visited every planet and solar system in that game? You know, the chances of, yeah, they're probably very slim to none. Or maybe like one or two people, possibly. Or a streamer, maybe. But I don't know of anyone who has done that yet. So, I mean, 100 planets with life out of 1,000. Yeah. Would you like to maybe have planets that have foliage, maybe? Yeah. But I think 100 planets is still doable. And maybe he means that loosely. Maybe it's like at launch of game, it's only going to have 100 planets that are going to have like actual life on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could say... Like a hundred planets, but it could potentially be more. Like, they just have quest lines that go to a planet that literally just has one fucking dude standing by a lake that you got to go talk to. You know I mean? like, yeah,
1: like, yeah. That and be... I mean, and realistically, I mean, there are dead planets and planets that are uninhabitable in our universe that we know of. So, I'm just it's safe to assume that there are probably more planets that can inhabit life than planets that can't inhabit life. Um, So with that being said, I don't know, I think over time they'll probably add, like, No Man's Sky system where they could add more life to planets eventually once the game, like, is around for at least a year, possibly. And they have the server space and uh, patches and all that stuff and updates already get launched, so. Sure. Well, and I mean, a planet doesn't have
2: to have life for it to be interesting. There could be other hazards and stuff like that that pose some sort of challenge for you resources that you need to gather that are specific to one planet. And it's like, you got to find that planet. That's got that resource that you need to build the balls on your dildo ship or something. I don't know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: like
0: Johnson.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Mars <First> Johnson.
2: <laughs> but it's like, I mean, it, it's, I, I know people were kind of upset when that was announced, but it was like, like, you touched on crimson it's like it's still a hundred planets out of a thousand that have life and i mean we don't we don't know what the lifeless air quotes planets are gonna be like so it could they could be
1: just as interesting as the ones with life so i guess yeah can you, imagine, can you imagine a can you imagine a plant like from like star wars like mustafar like a whole volcano planet or like an all ice planet where there's no life but you get your shit fucked up if you fall into a cabin or something So. Yeah, and I volcanic remember. activity is one of the things I was thinking, and you know, sort of
2: like a water planet or something like that, that, you know, water but there's no life or something like that. Like I don't a know. water world? <laughs> Kevin Costner? <laughs> fucking Kevin Costner is doing it. So... <laughs> Kevin Costner is <laughs> so, lifeless, what... so we could include him and in it. it. would still be a, a planet. <laughs> so, what,
0: what does kind of excite me, like, Thinking about it, like, taking a step back, like, yeah, sure, 10% is not a lot. But, yeah, 100, 100 planets is a lot that would have stuff on. But that just means that now 900 planets are blank, like, canvases for modders. Like, mm-hmm. there's crazy mods on Skyrim,
1: on yeah. Fallout,
0: that, like, completely change up the game. And now these, these crazy modders that spend all this time making this great content for a PC have blank slates to just do whatever they want with an entire planet, which seems cool.
1: I think it's a smart choice because like I said, I, I mean, with initial launch, they're going to have to see how the game does. They're going to have to weed out and like iron out all the glitches or issues that the game is going to have at launch, at least the first year. And then after that, once they the game is balanced for the community and it's running like at its peak potential, there's nothing stopping them from being able to just patch a few plants here and there a few months. Cause I'm sure it's still a, it, it is a big daunting thing to have to code all that stuff into a game without affecting the game universe itself probably. So, but I'm sure they're going to eventually be able to just like add a few more like life, even if it's just foliage or like small animals or and stuff like that.
2: If the modding community can create a skin for Alduin, as he's flying around as Macho Man Randy Savage, shouting out, <laughs> step into a Slim gym, then I have so much... Like, my expectations for the modding community for this game are just through the roof. Like, the the possibilities are endless. It's going to be giant. You know, I can't wait. Did you ever wind up playing that
0: game from... Uh... I don't know who made it, but it was a Skyrim mod that wound up turning into a, a full fledged game. Like they actually turned it oh God, it was on Game Pass for a while. I it was think a golden
1: chalice or something, chalice, uh, wasn't it? it? Yeah.
0: It was something like that. Uh let me look it up.
1: I think it's still on Game Pass.
0: I think it is too. Skyrim mod turn game, the
1: Forgotten City. The Forgotten City. I said the golden. Man, Channel. that game
0: was so good. That that mod won awards for like just great writing because it was just such. It was a great game. If you haven't played it, play it. Like take take twenty hours of your life and go play that game because it was well worth it.
1: And that's just it, you know, with it being available on PC, yeah, and it being a Bethesda game, you like you said it's only going to take a matter of months before modders gets their hands on it and data manage to be able to mod it up and shit. I, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually we could like fly the ship from like space balls and that'll be one of your ships or something like that. So Here, you're
0: going to be able to do everything. Yeah. Those modders are nuts, man.
1: Love it, dude. Love it. I remember, I think there was a, I remember there was a huge mod in Skyrim where you could like play as a certain class that you weren't, it wasn't available to anyone in the game. And I think eventually they, I think it was like some vampiric storyline or something like that, that you fall, you become a vampire or wolf. Oh no, I, I never played Skyrim that much. So I can't tell off the top of my head, but I know there was definitely a few storylines that you weren't allowed to play as that certain character or class or breed or, or creature. And they they modded it for you to do that. Yeah, it was kind of a choose your
2: own adventure where at the beginning of the new expansion you would choose to either become a vampire or fight the vampires. So Okay. And it was like it was a really it was a really fun expansion. I really enjoyed that one too.
1: Okay, see. So you yeah, you played that then more than I did.
0: Yeah, it's been ages since I played Skyrim. It was uh probably like 7 rend renditions ago. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, Here's the thing for me in Skyrim. I've bought Skyrim on like four different platforms and I always play like 30, 40 hours into it, and I only ever get past like my getting like my second dragon shout. And then I'm just getting lost in the sauce of so just like exploration. And then I'm like, all right, I'm 60 hours in and I've only explored the game and I haven't done the fourth or fifth mission. But I'm like, fuck it, I'm good. It's the same thing with, like, Witcher 3 for me. Like, I constantly buy Witcher 3, like, the game of the year edition, and then I'll play it for a good 30, 40 hours, and then I just put it down, I'm like, all right, that's enough for me.
0: That was a good game. I really enjoyed The Witcher. Yeah. That series in general is a good series. You ever have one, Jim?
1: I never played the DLC for that. No,
2: my first venture into anything from uh, CDPR was uh, Cyberpunk. Like, I... Seen a bunch of clips from. I'd seen a bunch of clips from The Witcher. It looks like an awesome game. I've heard nothing but good things, but I never,
1: I just never picked it up. So, it's really good. Well, he, I mean, you you could get like the worst edition. <laughs> yeah, if you get Witcher three, I mean, keep your um, eye out for it. You could you could get the full like uh, game of the year edition it has every DLC, every like add on to it. Probably for like Dude nine said, bucks an hour. It's always on sale for like it'll be twenty bucks for a while and then all of a sudden it'll go back down to like five or nine bucks. It's a
0: fucking massive game. It's like a it's 200 right? hour game. If you yeah. want to like do everything in it, it's it's fucking massive. I don't recommend it if you if you don't want to put that much time into it. But it is a good game. I'll give you my word. <laughs>
2: cool. Definitely. But
0: segueing off a of Starfield. It was saying, so I don't know if you you guys have really been keeping up with the FTC versus Microsoft legal battle that's been going on right now. Oh, I
1: have. It's yeah. been going. It's it's.
0: Phil Phil Spencer said that um, PlayStation was trying to get Starfield to be an exclusive. They were going to pay off Bethesda to make them skip Xbox for the for Starfield. That's when Phil Spencer jumped in. He was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, they're Buckaroo. Well,
1: they wouldn't have been Stephen able to. Role. Yeah, Microsoft would have had to sign off on that. That's the thing because they it. No, no yeah, cuz they, they
0: did it with Deathloop. They did it with Ghostwire. They paid off before they before they acquired Bethesda or Zenimax. They were paying off those guys to be like, "Yo, Ghostwire not going to Xbox. That's PlayStation exclusive."
1: Which is fun? That's not going
0: to Xbox, but now they own ZeniMax, so Microsoft. Now Microsoft gets to say. But prior to that, PlayStation was paying off, you know, other developers to say, you know, fuck Xbox, don't don't give them that game.
1: Well, yeah, what they acquired Bethesda about four or five years ago, and Deathloop came out two years ago, and it takes about for a AAA game about three to four. Maybe five years of development, depending on the size of the game. So, yeah, Deathloop and Ghostwire uh, Tokyo, whatever it's called, um, I could see those being outside or like prior, you know, um, BM, you know, before Microsoft. um, When they, that's why they were able to get those uh, exclusivity. (laughs) No, BM. (laughs) (laughs) IBS. (laughs) but yeah, I think Starfield started production what just right after they purchased Bethesda Zenimax. So, but I don't know. That's that whole that whole situation is kind of annoying because he, uh, neither company, is, I think, is great. I love the product they have and the hot hardware they provide us. Yes, if I could, I would own all systems, all consoles and all that stuff. I would love to, but they're really fucking expensive. So right now at this point in this generation, I have to pick and choose. And then if I could find PS5 on a good sale, I will pick one up. But it's just really annoying to me that Like, he said, she said, like, banter and shit. Like I said, Microsoft's not perfect. They're not great. They do shady shit, too. I mean, they're a business, and there's a reason why they're one of the biggest corporations in the world, because to get to that point, you have to be able to fucking step on smaller companies anyways. But Sony does the same stuff, and it's just this constant banter and bickering between one another. And uh, the whole, like playstation or sony saying that or even ftc saying that microsoft's going to monopolize an industry is i think is shitty like i don't think that's true at all because if there has been any monopolization we could say in a way exclusivities do as much as you don't want to believe exclusivities tend to like kind of run where the gaming community is going to go to for like the first year of a generation like first year life of a generation of a new generation console so and playstation's good at it but then again playstation does i'll give it to them they they provide a good product so is it really the exclusivity or is it the direction that these publishing houses are going and what direction they're given to because it's not all playstation's fault hey it's like if they're able to they put out a good product with their studios you can't fucking shit on them for having good good direction good uh good ideas um now I know Microsoft may be annoyed by that, but it's like, well, then you got to direct your publishers and your your development teams on what to do because you can't just expect them just because you're Microsoft and you give them a huge budget doesn't mean that they could just provide an awesome fucking AAA like, experience like A Last of Us 2 or for um, Horizon Forbidden West 2 or whatever. No, but at the same time, it's like Sony's
2: business practices sort of put a bad taste in your mouth. How many times has like games that we play have that, that are cross-platform, they have PlayStation exclusives, like both call of duty, uh, modern warfare and cold war or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They, they had exclusive content that was only available on PlayStation and it was only on PlayStation for the first year of that game's release. So by the time mm-hmm. it was finally released to Xbox and PC, it was like the game was kind of old and it was like ah you know i don't really play the that part of the multiplayer on call of duty anymore it's it's more like mm-hmm. warzone or whatever you were locked in on so but like they do that constantly and it's just like this it i don't know it's really i hate like i've i've played xbox almost exclusively since high school and it's just it's so annoying it's so annoying when yeah. there's a part of a game like uh like a legitimate like it's not even like a, a skin or a gun it's like a a full-on multiplayer game type that's playstation exclusive for 365 days and then by the time it's yeah. out it's like oh cool i want to try this nobody's playing it because it's already played out and everybody yeah, that was indeed. on playstation that was playing was like ah this you know it's it's okay but it's like i want to f- figure that out for myself i don't want to read about Guys on PlayStation that were like, yeah, it kind of sucked. Or, no, it was cool as hell, but
1: nobody plays it anymore. And it's like,
2: yeah. I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah. It's really annoying. And is
1: that like Then that leads me to my question. Is Do you think that's more detrimental than uh, a company like the size of Microsoft purchasing smaller publishers like Activision Blizzard? Not that Activision Blizzard are small, but in comparison to Microsoft, yes, Activision Blizzard are, are small. Um, do you think that's more detrimental when they do lock out an exclusive like just content to uh to a console than just locking out the entire game to a console what's more detrimental you think in the lifespan of a game especially with live service games becoming the more the norm now
2: no and i totally agree with that uh if i was somebody who played playstation exclusively and i saw starfield coming out i'd be pretty pissed i'm not gonna lie i'd be very upset that, that was that is an Xbox and PC exclusive. It looks awesome. I want to try it, but unless I go spend the 500 plus dollars for a new system you know, or you know buy a used system or whatever, it's it's like that's that's gatekeeping in a way and it sucks. And I I think I pay attention to the things that Sony does because it upsets me as much as it does. But I'm sure Microsoft is doing similar stuff that I'm just not paying attention to because it doesn't affect me as much as what Sony does, because whenever they lock something out, that's like, Hey, what the hell? What about me? But with Microsoft, I'm directly benefiting from it. So I'm not like, I, I totally recognize my bias and like, I get it, but I mean, I don't, it, it just, it feels Sony's approach feels childish and, and, kind of like little backstabby and it's it's shitty.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. you can clearly see like through most of these like the trial and shit that yeah, Microsoft wants to make more money. Like that's what every corporation wants to do. They want to make money. But Microsoft isn't going to do it by being like I'm going to pay you 50 million dollars only release this game on here or when you release this game have this game, you know what I mean? Like don't don't go gatekeep this from xbox to make people come to play they're like whatever you can have our games you don't give a shit just give us our money <laughs> which is i mean at least they're open about that they're like yeah we're just here to make money like we don't we don't give a shit like we want to be able to to stay relevant in this because they keep claiming through this entire like ftc battle that microsoft is the third third place for the consoles that nintendo and sony rank above them
1: I, be, I do believe that. I do believe that. I think that that rings true. Um, today is the 28th. And it's funny that we're talking about this because the CEO, and this is probably just a few hours ago, the CEO of Microsoft came out publicly and even stated that um, he does not, he does not believe in console hardware or, or, I guess the deal of the dealings and market of video game consoles. He doesn't believe that it's a, it's a, it's a good business tactic for Microsoft just because they are not, they're not on the top of their game. Now I think that's kind of a a babyish approach too. I'm like, well, is that more because you're losing the console or you're, you're approaching it that way too. Like, I feel like you have the tools and resources to be a really big hitter. I mean, no matter what, at the end of the day, even if they are losing console where they're still the top, they're still the, the third console in, in line for the console-like races, which is what, I mean, that is, those are the only three brands that we really care about, right? Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox. It's not like there's, like, ten different types of fucking consoles out there anyways.
0: Yeah, is there even any more? I mean, like, we had Stadia for, like, five minutes and that. That, that crashed and burned like the fucking Zeppelin. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. So like, what are we really talking about? And that's what I have like. Yeah. I, okay. I get it. CEO. You think fe- you feel like the money isn't there anymore for video game consoles for the Microsoft then, but also at the same time, that is a huge revenue source. Still. How many people are on game pass? How many people have bought your consoles this season alone? Just because they couldn't find PlayStation fives. They, they, even if they just like, Oh man, I didn't want an Xbox, but I got to get one. Even if that was a case, Hey, they still fucking bought a 500 six hundred dollar system from you guys, so that still has to amount to something. Um, so that kind of irked me when he made that comment. But it is what it is. I I think that there's they're still very viable, but I do believe that they are probably on the bottom of the totem pole because we forget Nintendo. Be it that they may be high, they may be behind in the hardware technology side of things. They. Their nostalgia alone for Nintendo is what fucking makes them, dude.
0: I I still firmly believe that the only thing that keeps Nintendo alive is nostalgia. It is. Because that console and all the games on it are terrible, in my opinion. Like well, there hasn't been a great game other than like the newer Zelda games. Like, can you name a decent game on there?
1: Well, I mean. The Mario games are good. though. like, but that's the thing. You're right. Yeah, that's leading, know, that's is a nostalgia. Mario game. Good. Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. Was you're awesome. just
0: you're 100 nostalgia. You like you're just playing it because it's Mario. Well, that's
1: the fun. Now, now that's like tomato, tomato. Like, yeah, it's a Mario game, but like. The new IP, the new form, like Mario Odyssey, when that came out, that was fucking awesome. That was a new take on Mario. That's, like, the same equivalent, of like, when Mario Sunshine launched on Nintendo on the N64. So, like, it's a good game, but now how many times are they going to milk that aspect of that game? You know, like, the whole Mario Odyssey, Odyssey template. I mean, they did just have another Direct, and... They have some pretty cool ideas coming out. But once again, it's another 2D platforming Mario game. It looks like something that would be on the DS. And I'm like, now that's going to be a $70 game. And you know what? People, because of nostalgia, will buy a $70 fucking Nintendo DS game on the Switch.
2: I feel (laughs) like...
0: I definitely... I feel like...
2: Nintendo shouldn't I mean, like their sales and what they do awesome like I'm I'm happy for them I feel like that they're not even in the same like it's not the same genre that that Venn diagram overlaps PlayStation and Xbox like people that buy an Xbox would also maybe buy a PlayStation and say, vice versa people that bought a PlayStation might also buy an Xbox I don't think there's a whole lot of overlap between the people that would buy a PlayStation or Xbox and a people that people that would buy a switch. It's not the same crowd. It's like, it's such a specific market. Like you were saying, it, it they do definitely cater to nostalgia and stuff like that, but it's like a, a lot of their IPs are proprietary. Like you're not going to play a Mario game on anything that doesn't say Nintendo on the box. And that's, just the way they've always been and it's, they've been around for a long time and they're still killing it. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I feel like the real battle is between PlayStation and Xbox and it's just, it's like, I I'll be honest 10 years ago. I didn't think we were ever going to get some, I, I never thought cross platform would be a thing. I never thought it would. And the reason I thought it never would be is because I thought PlayStation would stop it somehow. And that, like, I, I just never saw them saying, like, yeah, sure, we can, we'll let you guys play one of a game that's on PlayStation with people who are on Xbox. I just, I never thought that would be a thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, they did. They so they do. The only way they made that happen is that every developer that wants to make a game cross-platform has to pay extra to sony to allow it mm. so when when you got destiny gonna be crossplay you got call of duty that's crossplay those developers need to go to sony and say hey we're gonna make this crossplay ap- across all platforms they say well you gotta pay the premium yeah,
2: you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta get
0: premium no. gas now yeah. you're getting 93 motherfucker <laughs> you're paying extra <laughs> so they They don't make it easy. That's why a lot of like a lot of the smaller games don't do it because Sony gatekeeps it. Like it's only for the rich over there.
2: is I mean, is there a reason behind it other than just money? And I understand it's a corporation. Yeah, their it. point their goal is to make as much money as possible, but it's like I, I just don't understand how anybody can defend them. And like Microsoft is by far the bigger company. i I totally understand it's that. True. They're the big, bad yeah. here that everybody like, Oh, you know, fuck Microsoft. And, but like, I, I don't see Microsoft doing this kind of shitty stuff, but in the same breath, they don't really have to because PC and Xbox are like one in the same at this point. Like those were always going to be able to be c- cross platform PlayStation's the exception. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it just, I, nobody, uh, it would take a very compelling argument, for me to be like yeah you know what you're right i totally agree with what sony's doing
1: i don't think I don't, it's really it's really really hard to say because i've never been one above, i've never gotten involved the whole console war generation i kid a lot of people and tease people like oh yeah xbox better than playstation playstation is better than pc pc master race all that bullshit like i've always been very annoyed and irked by that even though i grew up playing pc games you know as i think most of us you us three at least we're in that age group you know where we grew up playing doom on dos uh fucking quake and all that shit so for the longest time bring back caesar Caesar. the longest (laughs) time the, the fucking master race was pc people forget like we had only nintendo sega and super nintendo and there was never a world where we thought a console would be able to compete with pc or would be considered to be on the same level or have the quality of games that we have now available on consoles so yeah, I think it's very shitty that Sony keeps employing these tactics and it really makes you wonder how much of this is just more politically driven now at this point because the FTC's involvement constantly in this, there should be no involvement on their and the Federal Trade Commission should not be getting involved with this unless they have their hand in the pocket in some way, shape or form. And that's what I feel is being, is more important at this, more important at this point is that people aren't paying attention to that. I'm like, what, what? Why does it behoove the FTC so fucking much to get involved in this stuff? And how and like the fact that they keep on saying these words like, "Oh, Xbox is create a monopoly. They're going to become a monopoly if they take if they buy Activision Blizzard." I'm like, no, they will. They won't. But okay. And like, where's your proof? Where are the numbers? Like, show me why.
0: It's it's Call of Duty, dude. It ultimately like they. During this trial, they've brought up Call of Duty, yeah. so many fucking times because they're afraid that they're gonna make they're gonna go back to what PlayStation used to do. Oh, guess what? Call of Duty is gonna be available one month ahead of uh, Microsoft on you know on Sony, you know, and that's what it is. They're afraid that if Microsoft gets Activision, they're gonna fucking hold like Bogard Call of Duty, which. Is Call of Duty even that big any- Is this still like the biggest game that people watch on Twitch? Like, I don't, is it still I don't a, think a So thing? like
1: Warzone. I know the original Warzone just got shut down or is going to get shut down. The original like Warzone like V1 version 1. But uh I don't I mean I'm sure Warzone is big. I know Dr. D is off of it, Tim the Tatar is off of it, uh wow, Nick That's, that's, that's a love. lot of
2: controversy though. That's
1: they're not off it because the game's dead. They're off it because
2: Nick Merckx had made some comments and uh whoever Activision or whoever didn't like it, so they pulled all of his content. He had a character skin on there. They pulled that down. Uh Dr. Disrespect and Tim the Tatman. Dr. Disrespect uninstalled the game. Tim the Tatman said, Take my skin off the store. Like I don't want any of my stuff on there anymore. So this is like this is Along with all the other game drama that's going on right now, there's also this, along with, you know, everybody council getting ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Council Wars are turning into, like, actual wars where people are going to start, like, waiting outside of developer-,
1: <laughs> developer studios with pitchforks and torches, like, we're going to go kill the Franks Civil War too. <laughs> so, all that aside, though, like, with the, the whole Nick Merck drama and all that stuff, which i like whatever uh tomato tomato i'm not gonna get into that but um they, i mean they're still those three guys alone are still driving force for that game and they were they were huge like free marketing for that game so with them without them play playing it on a daily because i know dr d they still play a lot of like um uh, PUBG and fortnite and all that shit and then lately he's been playing only up which has been hilarious but Yeah, not having those three guys putting COD on the top of the charts of, like, streaming services like Twitch, Kick, Rumble, and all that stuff. Or YouTube, because he's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't think Call of Duty has, like, the pool that it used to have. I mean, there's still up in hundreds of thousands of viewers, probably, and players, but I don't think it's, like, super, super high up there.
2: Yeah, I have no idea what their player count is like these days. And, I mean, I don't necessarily... So, as a... Go ahead, sorry.
0: As of right now on Twitch, Call of Duty Warzone, which is just Call of Duty in general, mm-hmm. is pulling in 37.4 thousand viewers.
1: You got to think about that. In in the peak hours of streaming, Dr. Disrespect streamed for like 8 to 10 hours a day. He would have been on it with Tim. Tim has anywhere between 20 to 30 viewers, players maybe on there, hoping that they're going to be able to get posterized by one of them. And then uh, all three of them, you know. So that's easily maybe 100,000 extra viewers viewers and all that shit on there. But, I mean, 34,000 people on a game in, in real time. And that's only on console. Or, like, we don't know if that's also including, like... PC numbers and all that stuff, too, and sh- and Steam and all that shit. I mean, is that 35,000 individual streams or people watching those streams?
0: 37,000 people watching. Oh, okay. right?
1: I gotcha. So how much is Diablo putting in, though, too? We got to remember Diablo 4 right now is like... Diablo just-
0: is killing it, dude. Yeah, Diablo is yeah. killing it. Diablo, yeah. I just saw, was at like... Diablo is at 115.8 thousand. I well, see, yeah. That's a new hot. It's almost 116,000. It's crazy. Those are those are impressive.
1: Yeah, that's actually really good, especially with and it's funny because Diablo 4 comes out and we forget like just not even a year ago like Blizzard was in hot water for all the bullshit that they're going through with fucking Bobby Kodak and all that shit. So it's like this comes to show you kids no matter how fucked up a company could be we're still going to buy the product. So be, be no matter how shitty a company is and all this shit that we try to spew out and all these people and all these influencers going back and forth of who's better, who's worse, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because people are still going to fucking buy this product. People are still going to support this shit. It's really hard to say, oh, yeah. hey, don't buy that game when it's the number one game be- being played right now in the world and it's being thrown in your face with Megan Fox commercials, Asmongold doing awesome content on it, every streamer playing it, even people who are primary stream mainstreamers for like other games, they're playing Diablo. It's hard to not, not say, okay, I'm going to go and buy this game now.
0: <laughs> you know what I got out of that?
1: Mm.
0: Doesn't Megan Fox have a fucked up toe? <laughs> isn't like i'm pretty sure like her her toe like her second toe next to the big toe is like abnormally long it's like really she's got like really weird looking
1: feet all right i'm gonna take the hit for us boys and i'm gonna fuck up my algorithm (laughs) right now and look this up (laughs) hold on hold on
0: Uh, i'm pretty sure she's got fucked up feet
1: Whoever I date next is gonna be like, what the fuck are you looking up, dude? <laughs> I'm gonna, like,
0: Bro, why aren't you incognito? Like, what the fuck gonna, you are facts. you doing? I'm gonna you take a your
2: word child?
1: for it. I'm not gonna risk fucking up my algorithm. <laughs> I mean, pictures are showing her long a long toe, and then people are putting like a. You can clearly tell this is a thumb from a hand. So like, come on now, she don't fucking have orangutan feet now.
0: Bro, she got she got fucked up feet. That's what that's what it comes down to.
1: Uh, Oh yeah. This is a good good point
0: to to bring up the next topic. Moving on from the council wars because it's never going to end. We're not going to be the ones that solve it here. You know, it was a a cool thing that everybody was talking about Mm. was that uh, Titan submarine. We figured out (laughs) we figured out that that really expensive submarine couldn't handle five guys, but Megan Hall, the police officer was able to handle five dude, guys. So she has shots 100%. She's 100% success rate. Dude,
1: shots that fucking submarine. fire, dude. <laughs> that, shit,
2: that shit
0: was ridiculous. Some billionaires decide they're going to get into a goddamn submarine. It's no expenses spared, but they got a fucking Logitech controller from 2003 <laughs> that I played tie fighter on
1: that guy that guy was probably the biggest fan of like macgyver and he tried to fucking whittle together a sub made out like <laughs> whetstone and fucking like chicken scratch and he's like oh don't worry guys it's safe we can go down there
0: uh are you sure i can get into this thing there's yeah. duct tape why is there duct tape holding this together <laughs> oh dude that shit it like, like it sucks that you yeah, five people died, but
1: come on, it is an awful situation. <laughs> but that comes to also show you and remind people like, this is what people do with an absurd amount of money they do stupid shit like this, and you get fucking killed, you kill yourself. <laughs> and now, I think Virgin Mobile, they're I don't know if it's official already, but in the last few years, they've been testing out how to commercialize going to space. You know, and I god forbid anything happens to anyone going up there, but I think they have their official launch of like their flight that goes out to like lower orbit. So you could go out to space. But I'm like after seeing the Titan Titan sub fucking getting disemboweled down there, like who's gonna want to jump on that? But I say that knowing that probably billionaires all over the world are gonna pay millions to get a seat on that plane and I don't know, dude.
0: That guy's pretty cool from Virgin Mobile and Virgin Airlines. He might he might, he might, get it, man. He's going to be alright. <laughs> I mean, if... I don't I don't think he fucks around with safety. I think that... Both, he knows what he's
1: doing. I mean, they've already done their tests, so yeah, I mean, clearly, knock on wood, for anyone that does go up there, I mean, be safe, but I mean, it's they haven't really had issues, or at least issues haven't been publicized um, pu- or made public record, but hey, it, it I would rather, at least, I feel like you'd have a better chance going up in the air and something happened in a ship, and then you have a parachute on. At least you have another, like an, a, an oh shit moment to like, alright, I'm just going to jump out and fucking pop my chute. Whereas if you're in under underwater like 20,000 leagues sea, your ass is grass instantly. Like It is milliseconds, especially when there's an implosion. So,
0: Bro, there's no know. grass in the air. <laughs> <What the> <laughs> your ass can't be
1: grass. Your ass is sand. <laughs>
0: And yeah. if, the, if the
1: pressure don't uh, kill you, a fucking giant squid is gonna eat your ass up. I mean, at least it was quick.
2: You know, yeah, there's you know, there's some employee at one of those billionaires' company that was big, making barely minimum wage, and he's like, "Man, this asshole is going down to the going to see the Titanic, and I can barely afford to feed my family." And then this whole shit happened, and he was like, "Eh, you know what?" <laughs> Fuck <him.
1: laughs>
0: yeah, fucking called it. Fuck
1: that guy. <laughs> Amen.
0: It, it just sucks that his, he had his nineteen year old son.
1: That's what right, I feel for too. Yeah, yeah, man. It
0: like he forced his son to be like, "No, you little bitch, get on the submarine." And, like, and
1: before that, it was uh the wife finally spoke out. It was supposed to be him and his wife, and she couldn't make it for like scheduling reasons. So. She volunteered her son, and it's like fuck, man. Like that is a horrible feeling as a parent. I can't even imagine it. I don't have children. I I can't even imagine what a person like that is going through. I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna haunt her for the rest of her life. It's awful, uh, and I just feel more for that for that. He's not a kid. He's 19 years old, but it just feels like even at 19, us. Being ah, all- come on,
0: man. 19. You, remember yourself at 19. Doom. Do you remember yourself at 19? Yeah, I was a fucking idiot. I was fucking. I was not a I was not an adult. Dude, yeah, I was already in
1: I was in AIT, man. I was already in my second year like uh, I was getting my military training for my job.
2: I was already uh, a man,
1: dude. I was being all I can be. Yeah.
2: Allegedly. Alleg- I
1: I I think I was <laughs> basic
2: at that point, yeah. But no, I mean, I'm sure his wife you know, I, I heard she had tickets for another submarine, and they were non-refundable, so she had to pass it up. And I mean, it sucks. But, uh, <laughs> she
1: got ripped off,
2: dude. Oh, that's, but uh,
0: she dodged a bullet on this one, though. Yeah,
2: and then the one, yeah. the one billionaire's uh, stepson was is like a huge piece of shit, and he's using this for clout and like trying to meet women. And apparently, he's been known for like harassing EDM DJs and shit like that. It's like. Oh, a yeah. oh, yeah. billionaire's stepkids, a piece of shit. Color me surprised. So,
1: <laughs> what a thunk! <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, surprise, surprise.
2: One of the most entitled <laughs> people on earth is also not a good person. Yeah, wasn't he posting shit on like Twitter,
1: like, "Oh, my family." oh, God, everyone, please pray for my family. Then he's at an EDM concert, like, dancing with chicks that are half-naked. Yeah, wasn't he at, like, a Blink? He went to a Blink concert.
2: Yeah, a Blink-182 concert. He was like, you know, I know my family's going through some hard times right now, but they would want me to be here. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna call bullshit on that. So... Unless you are that big of a piece of shit, and then your family's like, please, be as far away from us as you can possibly get right now. Yeah,
1: like, Fuck it. I'm sure he's just trying to get he's just bad. trying
0: to get followers on Twitter well, yeah, I, I think
1: he got like pretty much like harassed off of Twitter which is good most people don't need a platform to speak that's a shitty thing man Twitter
0: is uh, Twitter is a a, a fun place fun place to be if you understand you gotta be it. a different
1: breed it's like this generations like xbox chat but not as bad but it, it's 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 there sort of <laughs> we were could discussing
2: get this before the podcast started and i will freely admit that twitter might as well be in all hieroglyphics because i understand none of it nor do i care to learn it because it just scares me and i feel like a boomer saying that but i feel you know it's it's, i'm just gonna i'm gonna die on this hill i'm gonna be the boomer that's
0: why, that's why you play the boomer shooter uh-huh. dude. that's why you're a destiny two. Player. exactly it's not that but it is it is it did take me a while to like learn anything about it but yeah it, it's not it's not fun. i think
1: it's like all social media at this point we're getting we're reaching a point in our life where there will be new social platforms that get released that are surpass twitter. I mean, look at Facebook. Remember Facebook used to be the thing. Remember MySpace was it, was dude? Say, if MySpace, you didn't have a MySpace, uh, you were a loser. Like I didn't want to talk dude. to you, man. Like what's your song on your MySpace page, man? You better have some good tracks on there. If not, I'm yeah. not going to follow you.
2: Fuck your song. Who are your top 8? And why were they why were they the, the eight girls you were trying to sleep with in high school?
1: <laughs> For real. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like Myspace taught our generation how to code websites (laughs) like kids were out there like learning how to code shit just to (laughs) just to make this fucking amazing background (laughs) and have a song and the song playing whenever
1: you went to their page hello there <laughs> i'm so <laughs> sorry dude i used to have that song on there forever <laughs> yeah it was that
2: or like hey there delilah and it was like hey that's there. all it was and
1: dude, you, played you
2: you were the original you know you, you were like one of a kind if you had that on there like just like everybody yeah, else
0: I'm really deep. I listen to Plain White Tees, just their one song, <laughs> "Hey There Delilah," <laughs> Which they were a punk. They were like a hardcore punk punk band prior to "Hey There Delilah," and then it just had commercial success.
1: Did. did they, or were they just a one-hit wonder with that song? That's that's it. They were just a one-hit wonder, just like Hoobastank. Remember Hoobastank back in the day? Like they fell off, even though they had way better songs than um. What, what was the name of that song? Uh, uh, I'm not a perfect person. Whatever. What the fuck is oh, it the that? Reason. The reason. The reason. There it is. Yeah. yeah. And he. Did.
0: It's actually uh the one of the reasons why he made a I, pick no was pun intended. He's, Brandon, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Brandon Boyd's brother, like the lead singer of uh, Incubus. They're brothers.
1: Bro, I learn something new every day. I
0: the singer from Viva and the lead singer of Incubus are brothers.
1: I never knew that. I lived, I've just learned that today. I've never. I never now, that. now that
0: you know this, you're gonna go look up Hoobstank and Incubus and see them side by side. And you're like, yeah, those motherfuckers. <laughs> they share some DNA,
1: dude. Holy fuck, dude! Yeah, you just blew my mind with that. I, I love Incubus, and I never knew that. And they now you again. can. You're gonna be able to hear their voice
0: too. Like they do sound somewhat similar when they hit their their notes
1: and everything. You'll hear it. Well, no wonder then why Incubus got. Because they kind of did come out of, like, nowhere. They just, uh, they, they, um, what the hell was their first song? I've been crawling in the dark. Like, that song reminded me of Incubus back in the day, and I didn't know it was Ho- Hoobastank. That was their first big hit. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Incubus was around
0: first, and then Hoobastank just kind of had the reason. And they hit, they hit commercial success for a minute. I think they still make music, but I'm not not 100. I haven't kept up with them. Either. I know the main, the, yeah, Incubus. the
1: singer of Incubus, like he got tired, like he wanted to get out of singing because he got sick of the fact that they became known as the band that only plays one song, "Drive."
0: They play "Drive." They play drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, he got sick of being the one-hit wonder, even though they weren't a one-hit wonder, and everyone says they are. I'm like, no, they. Huba Sync had their first album was really good. And it did have the reason, but prior to the reason they really had like two other songs that were actually very, very good and they were popular. So, but unfortunately they get, they did get known and remembered for the reason.
0: It was a good song. It was. You put it on your MySpace. I did. I did. Back in the day. I had such a cringy
2: <laughs> MySpace page too. I had all that like future soldier bullshit. Cause I was going to join the army. And then I like backed out of joining the army. and I was like, Oh, I got to delete all this stuff. And like, Quickly got it out of there, and then ended up joining the army anyway because I was too fat and stupid to get a job. So I was like, well, I was like "Whatever, I guess. I guess I'll just do this." And it, it worked out great. I mean, I'm not. I'm not complaining. But. Oh shit! That's right.
0: That's that's what you know. I wanted to do it too. You know, whatever. Got into manual labor, brother it is, man. <laughs> Wasn't going to college, so just going to start using my body.
1: PSA to the kids out there. Learn a trade. You don't need to go to college. You don't. You don't. We all know that.
0: No, your mom went to college, though.
1: I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've <I'm> mulliganed. <laughs> it's <a> nice, brother, <laughs>
0: getting into a trade. You know, I get to be outside all day and get some sunshine and... It's nice, man. Of all the
2: podcasts we've recorded, this is the one I want my son to listen to, (laughs) because college is expensive. (laughs) It is very expensive. (laughs) Come on, buddy. Uh,
0: Dude, I don't think your son's going to need college, because he's a fucking, he's a hacker man genius, like, stealing money from
2: you. He he is. is. Somehow, using his Xbox, he'll be able to steal money for V-Bucks from just random strangers.
1: (laughs) Dude, he's Neo, man. He's Neo. He's going to haul the right, white rabbit straight to your wallet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he
0: found it, man. He's Superman 3 disaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need college. He's going to be V-Buck rich, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I should just see if like any state school accepts V-Bucks because God knows i got a lot of that <laughs> left over in a Fortnite account. You're like,
1: uh, do you have an exchange rate for V-Bucks? <laughs>
0: Can I buy his uh, textbooks in V-Bucks or Fortnite skins?
1: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> I have the Destiny Edition skins on Fortnite, not used yet. All yours.
2: Oh, I can't yeah. even be mad because it's happened twice. And you know, you know the saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. It <laughs> got me, got me twice. Uh, and it was equally as frustrating both times. Uh, might have lost my cool briefly, but you know he did it, did it with his mom too, and uh, he's
0: done it three times.
2: Yeah, yeah, separate games. He was the thing is he was buying hey. it, he was buying content for games we didn't even own. Like he would buy weapon skins. And like character stuff for like Far Cry games. And I'm like, dude, we don't even have Far Cry. Like, why is this on the Xbox right now? And it, he was just like, I like the gun. I'm like, you think you just see a gun that looks cool? And you're like, I want that to be in Fortnite, so I'm going to purchase it. And it was like, that's not the way this works. <laughs> Buddy, you have so much
0: to learn. Dude, you're at this rate, your son's ending up in like like federal prison the, 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 good, the good prison that has like club vet, you know tennis yeah club med like he'll be alright yeah, he's, he's doing a lot of embezzling he's, he's, <laughs> he's gonna
2: be the he's gonna make it really
1: he's good. gonna be the Bernie Madoff of like young Jays <laughs> that yeah, <gonna> play Xbox <laughs> he's gonna be bunking with those Enron guys dude yeah he's gonna be the
2: trust guy and everybody was like no 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 this guy he's got a way just give him give him all your money trust, trust Jake with your money <laughs> so.
0: The wolf of the wolf of Illinois is <laughs> gonna go out. Of wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> the wolf
2: of Fortnite. Yeah, it's funny now. It oh man! Oh my god! Fair Fair
0: <laughs> I can only imagine. I I would be, I would be livid. It's
2: starting to have flashbacks. It's Christmas <laughs> Eve, and like <laughs> all of a sudden, my account's negative, and I'm like, "What am we gonna do? This sucks." So.
0: We need a Christmas miracle.
1: <laughs> Sorry, son. I gotta. I gotta return all uh, your your presents. Uh, it's
0: gonna be a wonderful life in in Dooms Town. Had <laughs> the an angel visit him and see what life is like without him, because he was contemplating suicide. Well, the deep
2: irony was, it was three hundred dollars worth of V bucks that I got him for Christmas, and it was like you just had to wait. You would have got it. <laughs> Damn, dude, you uh. got your
1: ass.
0: All right, guys, well, that'll about do it for the first episode of the New Light Plus and the eighth overall episode of the Forge in Light Destiny podcast. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to us on whatever you're listening to us on, Spotify, iTunes, what have you, Canasta. I don't know what you got <laughs> on, but thank you for listening and reach out to us on Destiny or on any of our socials. If you ever need help in the game or if you just want to answer some questions. Have a good night, guys.